Dining, shopping, and the arts at the gateway to the Catskill Park. LivingstonManorNY.com And from listeners like you. Welcome to the local edition news and information keeping you connected in the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you've had a good holiday so far. Coming up, we'll be talking about local business and shopping local with local business owner Cindy Herbert of Gardner & Company in Hortonville. And tomorrow is Native American Heritage Day. Patricio Rabio will talk with Shelley DePaul of the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania. That's coming up in the second half of the program. But first, here on the local edition, it's what we usually do on Thursdays. We check in with Wayne County in 2022. It's been a big year in Wayne County with new broadband initiative taking center stage. And early in the year, Wayne County commissioners hired consultant Kelly Lewis, the Lewis Strategic, with money provided by the William H. Chatlos Charitable Gift Fund to expand broadband service in Wayne County and best position the community to take advantage of state and federal resources that were earmarked for rural broadband. To tell us more right now, it's Wayne County Commissioner Jocelyn Kramer. Welcome back to the program, Jocelyn. Hey, Jason, thank you so very much. It's very nice to be here with you today. I have to apologize because we were we scheduled originally all three of the Wayne County Commissioners to join you today for a happy holiday Thanksgiving um, message from all of us. But there is early school dismissal today. So our chairman of the Board of Commissioners, Brian Smith, is driving school bus as we speak. Okay. And my fellow Commissioner Joe Adams is was not feeling well and did not come in the office. So um, so I'll give you all the updates to the best of my ability. Okay, and you'll send their um, holiday wishes out to everyone along with your own when we're done. Terrific, terrific. Thank you. So, so like we said, we've been following this. I mean, this end of this story we've been following this year. It's a story we've been following right on through the past few years on both sides of the river, connectivity issues, the ability for people to connect, broadband development. Where does the broadband project in your area stand right now? Well, I'm really glad in the introduction, Jason, that you mentioned the William H. Chatlow's Charitable Gift Fund, because how often do people come to you and say, I know you've got some challenges, how can we help? And that's exactly what they did. Um, They, the entire group that works with the Chatlow's Charitable Gift Fund, identify broadband as a real challenge for our community, both in its economic impacts, negatively affected with not uh, decent broadband, but also educating our students, remote opportunities, telehealth, all these things. So their grant to the county allowed us to hire a consultant. We, We hired him. We went through an interview process this time last year. He started the very first week of January. His name is Kelly Lewis from Lewis Strategic. And through an RFP process with a lot of community input and input from our business community, um, we tried to do a bunch of things. We tried to identify what our real challenges are. We tried to get as much community buy-in as we could. And we tried to navigate the best way to spend some of our ARP funding uh, that we got in the uh, American Rescue Plan is what I'm referring to. Um, it is broadband expansion is a priority for those funds. We have some here at the county. We are serious about this. We're committed to it. So we have committed um, as much as one to two million dollars to get this ball rolling so that people in Wayne County who don't have Internet could have Internet. And for those that don't have great Internet, perhaps that service is improved or perhaps the affordability is made better for a lot of people. So Kelly has kind of defined a project that we are going to move forward with very early next year, and it's a cell tower project. So we're going to add towers to the county 
that will, A, improve cell service. Uh, we learned recently that over 90% of 911 calls come in through a cell phone and also expand wireless broadband. But here in Wayne County with our rural population, there isn't a big, heavy customer base for the Internet service provider companies to make their money back if they're spending millions of dollars on infrastructure, um, fiber, for example. So we can use these towers both to improve cellular service, to get wireless broadband, but we have to entice them to come. So if there's, there's an initial 2 to 3 to $4 million to get this whole project running, but that investment will spark millions from the Internet service provider companies themselves. It's also a really great framework for future state and federal funding that's coming down the pike. We all know it's coming. We can build on this so that uh, broadband services will simply continue to improve for residents of Wayne County. So I'm very excited that we've specifically defined a project that will move us forward and very much looking forward to breaking ground on that early, early in the new year with results uh, midway through the year. So that's our update on that. I know we've been sharing some of that as we go, and we'll certainly keep you posted of our results. It sounds like there's two things to tackle. The first is what you're actually building, but then there'll be the next step of getting the services. Correct. Um, and, and there's tower companies that do this kind of work. The county isn't going to own any of this stuff at the end of the day, but uh, a lot of the money will go to soft costs involved, licensing fees, and getting all that um, moving forward as best we can. Um, so there is a lot involved, Jason, and it takes a while, but we're hoping to get ahead of the curve. Every rural county in the nation right now has prioritized broadband, and a lot of counties are doing individual feasibility studies. We actually have a plan and plan to move on it very shortly. Last time we had you on was just before Election Day. Wayne County commissioners, Pennsylvania County commissioners are the ones that uh, run the elections. And you talked us you talked to us about how it was going to go. I'm wondering how it went. And if there's anything you can say about how Election Day was in Wayne County, any takeaways? Well, one of the best measures of, of, a, of an election success is your participation rate. And for our midterm election, our participation rate was 64.44%, and that's unusually high. So we think that that's fantastic. Um, we, we think the elections went extremely well. We love it when people uh, show up. Voters have more options now than they've ever had. So we are seeing greater participation and we are improving things from an efficiency standpoint. And by we, I mean the state. We get all of our directives from the state all the time. So um, really not many problems with mail-in ballot flaws uh, like there was the first time this, this happened. So continued and repetitive uh, information on that has been extremely helpful. Um, I'm really happy that voters have all these additional options. And um, one of the things I want to mention while we're on the subject of elections was one of our own Wayne County commissioners, Joe Adams, was successful in his race for the 139th district house seat. So we uh, we actually had our last public meeting with Joe this morning because he resigned his commissioner seat for that house seat. Um, our President Judge, Judge Janine Edwards here in Wayne County, will appoint uh, a commissioner to take his uh, spot. He had a year remaining on his term. Next year is a campaign year for Wayne County commissioners, actually commissioners across the state. But um, Joe's uh, successful campaign did leave a vacancy, and that'll be filled probably by the end of this year. So we'll have a new commissioner for next year. 
And in some ways, that's great because a lot of the introductions and onboarding that we do here at the county, uh, a lot of that was put on hold when COVID hit. So I'm looking forward to a much more robust interaction with our county staff, introducing a new commissioner to them and um, creating another really strong um, uh, board of commissioners here at the county. This is airing on Thanksgiving Day. So what's your message to uh, Wayne County residents this time of year? Well, Jason, um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm an extremely hopeful and optimistic person. There are so many things to be grateful for in this world, and I always try to focus on those things, especially when uh, the challenges feel a little overwhelming. Um, here at Wayne County, one of the things that I'm learning, and this is my third year as a commissioner, is we're really fortunate. We have a very strong board of commissioners, and that's been the tradition for a long time. What that means is we are able to respectfully work together and get a lot of things done for the community. Um, and, and that's not the case everywhere. So I've always felt it was my job to make this board as strong as I possibly could and do the best I could for our incredible staff um, for whom I am incredibly grateful for. Um, there are staffing opportunities here at the county, and we encourage people. I had somebody come in the other day who had planned, uh, who did move to the area and retired, but actually wants to work again. And I said, please consider us. Come be a part of this team that services this county. Um, there's wonderful opportunities here. There are great people working here, and it's a great way to get more than a paycheck to actually serve your community. So there's much to be thankful for. There's a lot of progress that we're going to be able to uh, to see happen with that American Rescue Plan money. Broadband is just one of them. So I'm very um, thankful. I, I wish everyone good health and good happiness, and uh, I hope that people will stay engaged. And, and we're always here for people that do have questions and concerns in our community. Wayne County it can be found online, waynecountypa.gov, uh, and more information about what's going on in the county at waynetomorrow.com. We've been speaking with Wayne County Commissioner Jocelyn Kramer. Jocelyn, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for talking to us. Jason, I wish you and everyone at WJFS, your wonderful members and supporters, I wish you all a very, very happy holiday season. This is a local edition, and it's a holiday. It's Thanksgiving, a holiday that touches on a number of issues. One of those is commerce. And here at the unofficial kickoff or ramp up of the holiday shopping season, between your Black Fridays and Cyber Mondays, you may also hear a reminder from some to shop local. Tim Bruno of Radio Chatskill spoke with Cindy Herbert of Gardner and Company General Store in Hortonville about just this topic, asking Cindy what shop local means. So shopping local is very important because there there is a connection that you don't get when you when you're online shopping and you know us business owners are you know can be more helpful and have direct you and having you find that special thing that you're looking for gift or something for your home an antique maybe it's a more personalized experience it's a, yes it is it's, a, it's always crucial to have patronage at a small business, but probably even now more so uh, with inflation hitting everybody. Is that important to you, especially this time of year during the holiday season? It is. It, it really is. It's, it's been hard on a lot of people. So if, I, if people know that they can comfortably come into my shop and they know that they could get something reasonably priced, then that makes me happy. And it's not just Small Business Saturday, the one day. It's uh, throughout, uh, throughout the year, really. Um, what really, you, it is throughout yeah. the year. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's making sure that the small businesses in our area are succeeding. You're a small business. You have Gardner and Company. Tell us about your story with Gardner and Company. It's in a former general store in Hortonville. Yes, it was built in 1850, and it was the original general store in Hortonville, and later in 1897, the original post office. So it's um, it had a few owners, and the longest owner of the store that ran the general store was Henry Gardner, who um, is where I get my, my name from, the Gardner & Co. General Store. I figured I would keep it um, a little bit of with the historic feel to it. And, you know, Small Business Saturday about finding one-of-a-kind gifts right here in your local community. Are there a couple of -of one-of-a-kind gifts you can speak to that you you have on offer? So in my shop, I have many local artisans who, uh, from chopping boards to pottery to handmade soaps, and I have local knitters that bring in a lot of different items also. And Sullivan Mercantile I have, who makes these beautiful custom pillows and tablecloths and uh, tea towels and beautiful jewelry made by Light Curves Jewelry and Lori Ray uh, Jewelry. Um, I have Red Bud Maple here, you know, local maple syrup, uh, Mountain Ash Farm with their local honey and their homemade jellies. I really like to, to try to have a, a really nice array of Offering So there's always something for everyone. Then hopefully in the spring, I'll have my vintage soda fountain working. So I'll be able to do egg creams and sundaes and shakes because everyone loves it. In a retail environment, there are a lot of competitors, but in an area like ours, everyone's sort of in the same boat. You probably don't see other people as much as competition as all friends in the community. Right. You don't. You don't. It's hard to... I just. I just try to figure out like things that maybe other shops don't have to try to make it a little different than other ones. And, you know, so there's always something different in each shop and not always the same thing that will bring people back in. Anything else you want to say about shopping locally? You know, it's, it is it is very important to support the local businesses. I can tell you that, you know, I just opened up in July, and it is a lot of work, and you put your blood, sweat, and tears in, into trying to run your shop and keeping your customers happy and, you know, and having them come back and, and trying to support your other local businesses as well. I just think that you get such a nice experience. All the shop owners are different, and I love talking to all the customers that come in. And it, it's, just been, it's just been very fun. And I, and I think, you know, the customers, you, they come back and they feel comfortable. They feel invited into your shop and relaxed. I think it's just a nice shopping experience that, that can, they can have and, and totally different than the box stores and shopping online. We've been talking to Cindy Herbert. She is the proprietor of Gardner & Company in Hortonville. Cindy, thank you so much for joining us and have a happy holiday season. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Tim Bruno and Cindy Herbert. Coming up on the local edition, we check in with the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania on the eve of Native American Heritage Day. We'll be right back. You're listening to the local edition, winner of two Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. Hey, 
there, it's Jason Dole. The WJFF Radio Catskill Music Sale is days away, and I have to say, I've been part of this music sale for decades, and I've never seen this much musical stuff. Vinyl records, CDs, stereo equipment, musical instruments, and more. We're bringing it all to the White Sulphur Springs Fire Hall for you to buy on Saturday. $5 admission, we accept cash or Venmo. Doors open at 11. Go to WJFFRadio.org for details, or just come on by the Radio Catskill Music Sale in White Sulphur Springs. Public Radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. You're listening to Radio Catskill. Listen to us on your smart speaker. Just ask your smart speaker to play WJFF Radio Catskill. Welcome back to the local edition. News and information keeping you connected in the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm Jason Dole. Tomorrow is Native American Heritage Day. It's a day to pay tribute to Native Americans for their history and contributions to the United States. The Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania is dedicated to increasing awareness of Lenape history and culture. And they do this with members of the Lenape Nation and anyone else interested in continuing the development of the language and culture of the Lenape people. Radio Catskills' Patricio Robayo had a chance to speak to clan mother and language director of the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania, Shelley DePaul, about the day and what it means to her. Here's what she had to say. Well, it's always uh, a very good thing to recognize our indigenous peoples all through the country, uh, all through Turtle Island. Uh, for the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania in particular, um, it's important because we like to raise awareness about the Lenape people who were not removed from Pennsylvania, who remained here, and those are the constituents of our tribe. Uh, so we all descend from uh, the Lenape who remained here, who intermarried with colonials uh, way early on before the removals, and who managed to keep our culture alive uh, in secret. Um, there's a a long story about that, uh, which we don't need to go into now, uh, but the University of Pennsylvania did do an exhibit on the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania and what we call the hiding times and how we got through the 1800s. So raising awareness, uh, because most of the textbooks say that all the Lenape left and that kind of thing. So raising an awareness about our culture, but also about the fact that we are still here. From what I understand, the, the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania is seeking official recognition from the federal government and from the state. How is that process going and what are some of the barriers you're facing from becoming an officially recognized tribe? Um, well, we are not we are not seeking federal recognition. We are seeking oh. state recognition in oh, okay. Pennsylvania because no other uh, we are only the, the the only state on the northeast that does not recognize its indigenous people. So this is uh, something that's we've pursued for quite some time. Um, we do feel that we have recognition from the people. We uh, have instigated the treaty signing, and we have 128 organizations and 360 people that have signed on with us to take care of the land and the river and each other. And so we do have a wonderful following of people in Pennsylvania who work together. Um, but, uh, yes, we do have a committee that does work on uh, seeking um, state recognition. Uh, some of the obstacles have been, um, you know, once you deal with the government, you know, they have specific uh, guidelines, I guess, they want you to follow. And so 
it's important that uh, they realize that this is recognition would be just for the indigenous people, the Lenape people uh, of Pennsylvania. And um, I know that the federally recognized tribes uh, don't recognize any of the indigenous people in the Northeast, uh, none of our Ramapo uh, state-recognized tribes. So we do sometimes encounter some issues with the federally recognized tribes not wanting us to be recognized. But uh, we're encouraged, and we do have a committee that is pursuing that, and uh, we will see how it goes. Why don't the other tribes recognize the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania? I'm not really sure why they don't. I mean, they just claim that we're not Lenape. Um, They just seem to be the only ones that want to be recognized as Lenape people. And you'd really have to talk to them more about that. But we have uh, overcome, we have uh, come upon some issues where they, uh, they actually come to our events sometimes and try to, you know, tell people that, you know, we, you know, we don't, we're not Lenape people and we're not authorized to represent Lenape people. And so there has been that political issue, but I, I tend to want to just concentrate on the positive things that we're doing and, um, you know, the recognition that we do have among our people here in Pennsylvania. We have a wonderful collaboration of environmental organizations, churches, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, elder societies, and we all work together. Uh, we do our, you know, we get on the river a lot. And um, so, um, you know, this is unfortunately a political situation that is uh, is uncomfortable, but we do welcome them back here. We feel that, you know, they've been out in Oklahoma. That's not their home territory. Uh, you know, we would love for them to come back here. Uh, we would just like for all of us to get together and learn from each other and and work together as Lenape people. The Lenape people are the original inhabitants of Delaware, New Jersey, eastern Pennsylvania, southern New York. And it said uh, for uh, over 10,000 years, they've been caretakers of these lands. And they, the history books would tell us that, you know, the government and, and everyone else uh, moved the original people uh, to Oklahoma and out west. Uh, because said the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania are descendants of those who stayed here. Uh, yes. You had an event last weekend. Native American Festival in Laxawaxen, PA, where you had traditional foods and live music. How was that event? Um, I guess it was wonderful. I wasn't there, <laughs> but other members of our tribe attended it. Um, we, I have attended other... Um, November is so busy for us because it's Indigenous Peoples Month. And so uh, I've attended a number of festivals, and it's just it's a coming together of people, uh, not just Native peoples, but other people who who want to respect Native American culture and and who have a good time learning, you know, about ways to eat, ways to sustain, and that sort of thing. Um, We've had gatherings all over. Uh, We had a filming at uh, Villanova University where they want to offer an indigenous indigenous people's program. And so they offered, uh, uh, they asked for myself and my son to come and uh, record uh, about our culture and history for an actual uh, program at Villanova. So we've been doing a lot of work with universities with updating curriculum um, to speak about, you know, the Lenape who remained here and to... um, just get some indigenous languages and indigenous culture classes going uh, in the universities and colleges. Northampton Community College in uh, Bucks County uh, is planning on offering a indigenous people's course. 
So, you know, because we are the indigenous people of Pennsylvania, we feel that that part of our history is it's really important for people to remember. And talking about remembering, you are teaching a class about preserving the language of the Lenape people. What can you tell us about that class? Is that coming up? Is that happening now? Um, that's been happening. Um, what I do for the um, for the tribe, and I've been teaching the language since 1983. Our language is extremely endangered, and so um, this isn't just a course you take. It's part of a revitalization project to get our language uh, going as um, as a living language again. Um, and so Swarthmore College invited me to teach language classes there. That was uh, 2009 through 2016. And uh, they were the first university to offer classes in the NAMI language. And um, now I'm teaching Zoom classes online for people who would like to learn the language. I'm starting a new one in January. Uh, we just started a new one in October. We had over 100 people sign up for that one. Um, we just had a, actually a documentary on ABC News in Philadelphia that, um, you know, that uh, represented, you know, the language classes that we're teaching now. So it, it looks very hopeful. Um, we've got a lot of people enrolled, and we're really uh, working hard to revitalize our language. What are, are there any issues that you are focusing on as as a tribe uh, that affect Native people here locally? Um, they sort of, as a, as a nonprofit, as, as a tribe, going after or sort of um, uh, paying attention to? Um, well, we've always worked to um, conserve our, to preserve our, you know, our land. You know, so any issues that come up, uh, our treaty signers keep our, us abreast of any issues they're working on. We just had a huge gathering in uh, Harrisburg at the Capitol regarding the uh, depletion of the Atlantic sturgeon. Um, it's a, really a big, a big deal. Um, only 250 of those left. Uh, we worked hard against the Penn East pipeline and got that uh, to stop, so that won't be happening. Um, so there are a lot of environmental issues uh, that we work on, uh, but we also uh, partner with a number of um, churches, uh, Mennonites, uh, particularly Quakers. And so we have many gatherings uh, together as interfaith gatherings, you know, just to work on uh, people feeling good about being together and about themselves and that sort of thing. So we have a number of things that are uh, going on, a number of different issues that we work on. Um, I'd say the most important thing as far as having to deal with um, um, opposing forces would be the environmental issues. Uh, right now, there's the, there is uh, an attempt to have the Delaware uh, National Recreation Area um, designated as a national park, which would uh, cause a lot of um, disruption and environmental um, destruction. So uh, we're dealing with that issue right now, um, and uh, that's the most current one. Um, but there are a number of environmental issues that we, we keep abreast of. Uh, the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania has a cultural center and trading post. Uh, it's located in eastern Pennsylvania. Can you tell us about that and what exactly can folks expect when they come visit on a Saturday to the cultural center? Yes, okay. Well, the um, the cultural center um, displays the exhibit that uh, I just previously told you about that the University of Pennsylvania put up about the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania history uh, and how we remained here and passed our culture down. 
uh, when the exhibit closed there, they shipped the whole thing up to us uh, free of charge. So that exhibit is now at the Lenape Nation Cultural Center. Um, and so you can find out more about the history of the indigenous people who remained in our homelands there. Uh, we also have a number of items uh, for sale that, um, you know, T-shirts and um, uh, we also have a number of artifacts on display of our people and um, the language books are there as well as um, storybooks, that sort of thing, if people are interested in that thing. But the most important thing is the uh, the uh, display of our culture and um, how, the, how our people remained here. And it's great that you have this cultural center to learn about the history of our area and because many museums and other places you can see uh, really don't shine a light on what was here before the settlers came. So it's great that you have this cultural center uh, that people can visit and learn more about the history. Thank you so much. Yes, We're, we we do. Uh, our main goal is to raise awareness about the people who remain here and uh, not talk about as people um, who were here in the past. Yes. Um, anything else that we have not touched on that you want our listeners to know about? your organization or Native uh, Native American Heritage Day? Um, no, I think we've pretty much uh, covered it all. Um, you know, this is the month for Thanksgiving, and um, although you'll find a number of different um, opinions from Native Americans about that particular day, it is a time for giving thanks, and the Lenape people are very big on gratitude and thanks. So um, I'd just like to offer um, gratitude, thanks, and well-being to all of our listeners. And same to you. Thank you so much, Shelley DePaul, grandmother Shelley DePaul, for talking to us, letting us know about Native American Heritage Day and what the, the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania is all about. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you. What is she? For more information on the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania, visit lenape-nation.org. Radio Catsco, I'm Patrice Robayo. Well, thank you, Patricio, for that report. Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for the local edition. Again, hope you are having a great holiday today. If you're celebrating a holiday, or even if you're not, I hope you have a great Thursday. To make your Thursday evening even better, you want to stay tuned. Coming up, it's Ramble Tamble with John Gordon right here on Radio Catskill. WJFF, Jeffersonville, W233AH.